I'm FDR. I'm Madonna. And I'm Phil's computer. Fuck you! <laughs> Which means that this is the second time we've tried to record this. Lethal watching! Problems rule. Take two, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Hello, <laughs> Go, Martin. We did say a lot of other stuff, but no, no, because of Phil, you're not going to hear I'm it. You're going to hear Tough. it. Gold, gold. Although, should we go? I was going to. I was going to because uh, that's Jared. He's Martin. I'm Phil. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because we did obviously start off properly, but now it's all we really kind of talked about a new subject and we're kind of wasted from that really you have to say yeah. him that it's it, not it, it was disney we'll, we'll, we'll just carry on from where i was going to go and people will just have to guess what we're talking about <laughs> yeah. okay. the thing about it is disney they very 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 rarely make duffers and even john carter which didn't do well in the cinema he's not a duff film it just not seen that well no, I've still I mean, not seen that. I've, I've not heard anyone say completely negative. So. No, it's not a bad film. It just hasn't. It just wasn't. I think marketed well. The, the name changed. People just didn't know what it was. I think. And yeah. I think it could have been a lot bigger than it was. But you know, and they didn't. I don't think at any point they even said directed by the director of Little Nemo, which is going to get a lot of people going. Oh, is it? Yeah, because I want to see the film directed by the guy who directed Finding Nemo. Oh, that one. What did I say? Little Nemo. That's like a oh, bad... That's, like Nemo. Oh, that's a good film, that. That's like one of those knockoff films you see it in that Tesco for like three pounds. Oh, not. Little Nemo. <laughs> Little Nemo Adventures in Dreamland. Hey. Have you not heard of Little Nemo? I probably have done. It's a manga film, but it was also a game on the NES, Little Nemo. Ah, uh, ringing a bell, actually, Little... Yeah, okay. Fine, Nemo. But yes, there we go. Um, so, interesting... Um, so, yeah, so, you know, people were going on about, oh, it's blah, 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 blah. I'm sure people know what we're talking about, don't they? People, yeah, people obviously know that oh, we were Star talking Wars. about the latest news. Yeah, Disney, Disney bought, bought Lucasfilm. Anyway. Although, did you hear the, the rumours about Disney's next potential purchase? Uh, Transformers? Hasbro. Yeah. Oh, that could be good, though, if they kick out Michael Bay. Uh, he's too, that'll, that'll be done probably before. You reckon? Yeah, but I mean, basically, um, talking about John Carter as well, which is your guy Andrew Stanton, also Pixar. I mean, totally, I would just be totally on board for Brad Bird doing a Star Wars film. I oh, think man. It would be mega. And now apparently people are saying it's not actually Matthew Vaughn, it's some guy who directed. It was some weird guy, wasn't it? Um, it's like some sort of science fiction film, but I don't know. But anyway, Matthew Vaughn, I think, would have been a, would have been a decent pick. Who was it? It was Mark Miller came up with Brad Bird, um, was it JJ, JJ Brooms, and Drew uh, Goddard. Drew, did he say Drew Goddard? I think so. Uh, I think he said. Uh, did he say Matthew Vaughn? Let's say that he did. I can't remember. He picked out four awesome 
amazing picks. Oh, Duncan I, Jones. Oh man, I genuinely, I genuinely don't think J.J. Abrams will be considered just no, 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 because of Star, on Star, Star Trek. Trek. Yeah, but I mean, Duncan Jones, I'd be on board for. I would have totally been on board for Matthew Vaughn. Mm. Um, I don't know who this other guy is. To, the problem with this other guy is apparently he was handpicked by Lucas. That's your problem, that's right? That's, that's never yeah. a good thing, is it? It's never problem. a good well, sign. Well, that's that's the thing, though, isn't it? Because he's still creative consultant, so he's not completely distanced himself away. Yeah, but I but think creative consultants is going to be like, yeah, yeah, just give me the money. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, they've they've allowed stuff like the Force Unleashed two to be canonized into the universe, so I think that they've got pretty much free reign now. So yeah. here's but, hoping something good comes from it. But. Yeah. Because, so, you know, look at how another franchise got rebooted several years ago in films that we're going to talk about next, maybe? Yes, indeed, that's smooth. Yeah, that is smooth, because we're right. going to talk about what we watch next. And obviously, it being early November, the biggest film that we've all seen is probably going to be Skyfall. Let the sky fall. I'm still not completely enamored with that song. It's I like it really because it's not. Oh, brilliant! Yeah. Hi, another day. Yeah. Oh, I see what he's doing with that. Be- because I'm editing, I can put in the "Die Another Day" song in here because it's the best Bond theme ever. Phil actually likes Don't that song. The entire oh. Die Another Day song because it's like five minutes long. Yeah, Will, the whole and thing. Like right now. <laughs> Die Another Day, I'm an owl witch. <laughs> it's brilliant. Die Another Day is the song that Rudebox couldn't be. Oh, for frig's sake. You're I. <laughs> I don't know if I'm trolling anymore. Uh, out of the recent James Bond songs, like You Know My Name, 
but I don't yeah, think it's James Bond song. I detested the um, the White Stripe. Oh really? That wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. That song. And it's a crap James Bond song. Die Another Day is the worst James Bond song. I but anyway, oh, that's no. those other two. But um, and then this one actually sounds like a James Bond song. <laughs> See, I argue with this. It is. It sounds like it goes. Yeah, no, it sounds oh, like he's arguing. Song, but here's going to be a big fact for you all. Okay. Big I fact. know something to do with something. I know it's. I out of all the three Shirley Bassey songs that she's sung for Bond, I only like one of them, and that's Gold, Gold, and Goldfinger. Goldfinger. The other ones, the other ones are like Moonraker, which is slow as shit. Moonraker does that shit. And the other yeah. one's Diamonds Are Forever, which is quite a feminine song for a James Bond theme. I mean, the only other song that's quite feminine for a James Bond theme is uh, Nobody Does It Better, but that's kind of like an ego stroke. I really quite liked um, Goldeneye. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Man, this, this section's going to be like half an hour because all the Bond songs we mentioned are going to point clip to love. Don't put, day. You don't need to put clips of any of them. Oh, the, the little stings, little stings. Okay. Anyway, let's get anyway, back to Skyfall, which I had no clue why it was called Skyfall. Are we going to do spoilers? Is that like, is that like known James I, Bond trivia? Yeah, I think we need to speak about this. Um, so we are going to spoilerize it. So come back in about five minutes or something. I'm going to put the spoiler it, alarm. Come back because it's the whole point of talking about it. Um, yeah. You know what the spoiler alarm's going to be? Yeah. What? Craig Charles saying a wooga, a wooga. A Because interestingly, because I was talking to my wife, and this is quite, this ties in with this whole Skyfall. I was talking to my wife about, um, you remember we, were, we we talked about before about the James Bond theory about they're all different people, but they all go under the same code name. Yeah. Well, that's essentially not true now. Well, I thought they were going that way, but then they, they did a swerve. Yeah, see, here's the thing. There is no continuity. Continuity is all buggered up. Yeah, there is. I mean, I think anyone who tries to think that James Bond films have any sort of... I know there are obviously Blofeld and these people who reappear and stuff like that, and Jaws is in a couple, but I, I think you can't say that they're in any way related to each other apart from these three which obviously fall off, do seem to follow on from each other. But the thing is, every single Bond kind of follows on for each other. They do. So all the Roger Moores follow on Well, okay, other. true. I suppose if you go by the individual Bonds follow yeah. on from each other. 
But then I, I thought they were going to kind of go down the codename route because uh, the bad guy played by Javier Bardem is called... Um, yeah, brilliant. He's called... Um, he's like, M calls him Silver. And he's like, no, tell him my real name. Like, you know, because that was his code name when he was an MI6 agent. Oh, he had, like, a real name. But, I mean, no. Uh, it, it, I thought, oh, they're going down the code name route. Then, then you get to the end, and it's like, nah. They're doing that, but no, they can't. They can't have done, because the end completely, unless that's a big ruse, but the end completely destroys that theory, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, quite disappointingly, because I love that theory. I'm a firm well, believer is, in that theory. Is that known, now, before, this is why I was saying, is that known James Bond trivia? What? And this is the spoiler bit that Skyfall spoiler. was the name of where he grew up and stuff. I I don't know. I do know that they he did make Bond have Scottish roots, and um, ever since Ian Fleming saw Doctor No and saw Sean Connery in the, the one of the last novels that he wrote, he gave Bond Scottish heritage. So it wasn't. So, do you know? But I, I, was I'm it? not entirely sure. I don't think it was called Skyfall. I think that is something that was made up. But certainly his father was Andrew Bond, who was Scottish, and his mother was oh, I forget her name, Bond. but yeah. Who's like Swiss. So but yeah, that is in canon. But again, the Bond Bond um literary Bond is completely different to Yeah. To film Bond. So yeah. just looking on the Wikipedia page, I think that the, the name of the his parents are the same. Yeah, and it just says they lived in Glencoe, Scotland, think... and that's it. It doesn't kind of say they had like a place called Skyfall or anything. But uh, that was a nice touch, no. though. Because I, I, nice. I had no clue why it was called Skyfall, and even when the trailers were like Skyfall, I thought it was the name of possibly the code, you know, what the, what yeah. the guy steals or something. I the thought mission he was on or something. Was, yeah, it was like that end of it. I had no clue where it came from. Something, something that I I I didn't like at the end of the film was how the Javier Bardem character died i mean I, I know he got a dagger to the back obviously this is a big spoiler here but i think it would have been a better thing if he was like holding holding m hostage and then bond had to take the shot with his gun because then it would reflect that bond had yeah, it took, take the shot yeah yeah and yeah. it's kind of reflects from earlier early on doesn't it how she was saying take the bloody shot i think it should have ended like that personally i think i think ray finds is a genius pick for new year oh brilliant yeah, yeah that was brilliant <laughs> He's like, where did he come from? And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh my god, he's perfect. Yeah, because yeah. I, I know it's like Bond's 50th anniversary, but I didn't realize they were going to go throw in so many nods to the previous Bonds. I had no clue who that girl was going to be until the ver until she said at the very end that she wasn't going back on the field, and I turned to Annie and I went, she's money penny. I actually worked out sooner than that. Did you? I had no clue. I have to say, they don't actually refer to her at all by a name. Yeah, and I think is that what? the hell she is yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, it was what whenever she said she was going to be a desk job or whatever and i turned and i went money penny yeah, what tipped um, me off is when um he didn't see them have sex yeah but true yeah, yeah. there was that i was like hang on a second right. hang on there we go but yeah, yeah you had like the uh the, the original aston martin with the flipping ejector seat well i mean I think all, we, no, I... let's let's this is where continuity goes apeshit here because obviously that was introducing goldfinger yeah makes no sense but it's obviously just there for the 50th it's anniversary. Just, it's a yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a cinematic um, continuity. Nod. It's not you know, it's it's yeah. there. It just sort of it's makes a it go. Nod to that, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and I think as they said, they wanted to make the best Bond film, and I think that's where they obviously people probably knew by now. All the, most people probably have seen it. All do you know all just those little things they did and 
uh, especially the way it ended is just kind of yeah. like kind of back in the wood paneled room with a male M and all that kind of stuff. It's just like, wow. Yeah. Interesting because Amazing. everybody loved how Casino Royale and Quantum took, took it took it away from that, that bond. Yeah. And now everybody's kind of saying, well, I can't wait to see get back. Yeah. Now that yeah. They're back into the sort of the, the bond the mode. Kind of classic <laughs> setup kind of it. It would be interesting if the next one was just a complete Roger Merge James. <laughs> so that'd be amazing. <laughs> completely daft nonsensical I, I would honestly prefer if they went back to a, a Sean Connery one because I think that would suit his style perfectly nah, do, do a direct sequel to Moonraker <laughs> <laughs> oh man bring Jesus. Jaws back go crazy with it just bring in Bluefield next yeah. time something else that I didn't like with the film was the soundtrack because obviously it's not um, David Arnold who did it this time around it's a running of um, Sam Mendes, who did the soundtrack, and I felt that he misused the Bond theme because the Bond theme is usually done when something big happens or he does something that's particularly Bondy, but I, it hardly happens in this film, and I just feel that that's a bit of a side shame. And probably no... did have as much of an issue with it. Oh, I don't have an issue with it. But the way it hit when the car was revealed, that was really good. That was like a proper Bond moment. That was. Well, that was. That's because it was. It was pure 60s. Bond. Or fifties Bond or whatever you know it was the proper classic theme yeah meet up. yeah perhaps perhaps I'm being too hard on it then because I mean when I went to see it it wasn't the best day because I had some woman behind me doing the fucking river dance against my seat so maybe I should see it again well, if you're listening woman you're a bitch you are a complete bitch and I like had to do that angry glare three times at her oh man soon after but it was like oh, fucking hell. She she withstood the ferocity of your glare three times. Yeah, ferocity of the big stare. A big obvious one where I had to turn the entire head around. Oh man, that is. See, I I normally do the kind of glance over my shoulder and huff. That's normally as far as I go. No, I proper I proper went 180 on her. You went the full (laughs) the full 180. I gave a boom punch. Man, that is crazy. Yes, and she and she withstood it. Just took it on. She. Yeah, and she stopped for about a few minutes, and then after a few... Was she putting her feet up on the seat? I don't know what the fuck she was. She just kept on kicking it. I don't know why. Maybe she had some kind of, you know, mental condition, and you just mocked her for having, you know, like a twitch. Maybe, maybe she was blind. Yeah, maybe she was blind. Maybe she was blind. Who knows? That's why, that's why she couldn't see the glare. <laughs> makes sense. That's why she had a dog with her. That makes sense, though, doesn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. But I think the other thing about Skyfall is the film looks beautiful. Yeah, it does look good. Everything looks good, especially the, uh, the there's the fight in the um, building in Shanghai that when they're just silhouettes. Yeah, that, that yeah. was that was beautiful. That was amazing. Yeah, it is. It it is actually a good film, and and like we said, we've not actually given him. It's made a uh, crap ton. Well, Javier Bardem of money is no, amazing. No. Say it right, say it right. Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem. Javier Bardem. He, he gives good bomb bad guy. He is Especially a scenery tour. Genius. He, he he is one of the best Bond villains we've but seen. The but little, the little stroke on the throat around by his yeah. neck. Oh, man. That was amazing. Oh, and the perfect comeback, though. Perfect comeback, where it's what makes you think it's not happened before. It's like, yes! <laughs> Go, Bond! Answer for everything. Yes. Uh, so, so where, where, where do we place this in the Daniel Craig Bonds? 
Um, this is the third one in the Daniel Craig podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's been three of them. <laughs> Don't you turn on me now. You know exactly what I meant. Um, uh, top, top, middle, or bottom? Yeah, I think. Oh, top. Uh, Still say Casino Royale was my favourite. Uh, that just, I mean, everything just worked well. The inclusion of the gun barrel at the start. Just yeah, there was no gun barrel in this. That's probably the biggest. That was in the end, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, Quantum Solace did the same. I, I think, I think Solace is at, is at the bottom for me because it just, it just isn't kind of. Quantum of Solace is at the bottom of me purely because it's filled with too much shaky cam. Yeah, it and just, the, villain, the villain wasn't remember. Billy wasn't good, and it no. just kind of loses its way. It starts well, but it kind of loses its way in the second half. It's just it doesn't end into the squib rather than a big sequence. Mm. So, and I think I'd probably put Skyfall just above Casino Royale, just because. Yeah, I think I, think, I, think I, I think, probably just put it above it. I think I just enjoyed it more. Yeah, combination of Bardem and just the look of it. I need to watch Skyfall again then, when nobody's sitting behind me. Yeah, basically by, by like the entire two rows. Yes, I will, I will, I'll bring traffic cones <laughs> just to put behind me. <laughs> the only logical way, mine. The only logical oh, way. Definitely. So, is that the film that we've both we've all seen this week? Or yeah. Have you seen any others? Nah. <clears throat> let's move on. I'll, all right. I'll just for everyone. I'll just do a very simple, fast review. FDR relates to a character in This Means War, which is the film with Chris Pine and yeah. Tom Hardy. It's all right. It's not a rom-com, really, because it's more boyish than that. It's all right, but I won't go out to any effort to watch it again. Well, it's a G film, so why, why, why am I going to bother? Yeah. It's Lethal Watching! Okay, so are we ready for the debate? What were we just doing? <laughs> no, different debate. Okay. Different debate. Ding, ding. This is about CGI. Ooh. Ooh. Obviously, CGI is a, a big thing now in modern-day movies, and I'm, I really want to ask whether CGI, in your views, has destroyed modern-day movies. You know, yes. Especially, no. Especially, <laughs> X has been a part of cinema since its conception, but with Computer Age arriving, a way to bring special effects onto film digitally also came with that. So, um, And obviously, CGI stands for Computer-Generated Imagery was born. So nowadays, most films use CGI in some shape or form. Some some have benefits to this, but obviously some for the worse. So has CGI ruined modern-day movies, or is it still a valid and important necessary tool? Okay. It has not ruined movies. Shall I clarify my comment? No. Yes. <laughs> oh, well, Martin's hosting, so he, he overrules. No, no. I would go first, and then... Well, okay, it has not ruined movies, because I don't think you can blanket say CGI has ruined movies. It has ruined many movies. Um, I am thinking specifically of Star Trek's episode one to three, Indiana Jones and... Star Trek's episode one to three. Star Wars, sorry. <laughs> you're, uh, you're not informed tonight, Gerard. Oh, I'm all over the show. Uh, Star Wars 1, 3, and uh, Crystal Skull. However, the reason it has not ruined movies is for one simple fact. The Avengers. See, that's going to be my point. point. You could not make The Avengers. But that's CGI. Without CGI. Hmm. It, just, it couldn't exist as it is 
in the film that we saw and has made billions of whatever, that film could not exist. And you could argue, well, look at Star Wars and all the films they did, you know, A New Hope and all these things, but not the Avengers. It would be, you could make the Avengers, but it wouldn't be the same film. Wouldn't be the same. Do you think then that it's because uh, CGI is used too much in certain films. I mean, well, like- Star Wars is just hideously CGI'd. It's it has just, really. De- if you watch the ones on ITV re- recently, I detest CGI sets. I hate them. I hate yeah. CGI sets. I hate Camino. I hate the Jedi Temple. Uh, this is going to just end up being a Star Wars rant, most likely. <laughs> I just because the the the, the biggest culprits of, of the hideous misuse of CGI sets. Now we've been watching um me because it's the type of thing that Annie would like. We've been watching you know that Once Upon a Time series, which is the TV show about like fairy tale people yeah. and stuff. Well, pretty much universally, when they're in the fairy tale world, it's CGI sets. It annoys me, but it doesn't annoy me that much because it's it's a TV show and I sort of, I don't know, you know, you just think about budgets and stuff like that. But Star Wars, when you think of, you know, just proper sets, you can, you know, it's it's so obvious when something is not tangible. Yeah. You know, and it just, it just, it, wa- clinical, it really, winds me up. It does annoy me in that TV <laughs> show. It doesn't annoy me as much because... That it's that TV show, and that's all it ever did. Probably what annoys me most about Star Wars is I know what it was, um, and just the same as well with like Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I mean, Indiana Jones did not need CGI at all. It had matte paintings, yes, but mats are cool. As they folk. are cool. So um, you know, you think about uh, the Last Crusade when he goes over the, uh, the the cliff and they're standing at the edge of the cliff. Well, that's a, you can tell that's that's probably mostly matte painting for a good yeah. part of it. Um, but you know, then you think about Kingdom of the Crystal Skull when they're driving along the edge of the cliff, and it's clearly CGI, and you're just like, it looks rubbish. There's no sense of actually in any way danger at all. Uh, because it looks like it's not there. It doesn't look like it's a real place. So I just, that's, I think, I sound like actually I'm the opposite of what I did say at the start. I still don't think CGI has ruined movies because I think when it's used brilliantly, you can get away with it. But it's used inappropriately. Well, think about even Star, the Star Trek um, reboot. That's yeah. pretty much all practical sets i know that uh, probably a lot of the big um uh, romulan ship is cgi but they're obviously standing on real sets with cgi background yeah like when you look at yeah. the engine room in star trek yeah that's a real room yes yeah that's that looks superb when however no people, planet, there were some people who didn't like that effect well they can go away uh, <laughs> you know when he's on the snow planet he, yeah, he he's probably in a in a big room somewhere filled with snow, but he's running through real what looks to be real snow type stuff. He isn't running along with little CGI puffs of dust coming up from his feet, you know, on a green room. It's you know so that and and you know then you're in space and it's all CGI, but it looks okay. I don't mind. I don't mind um, in Star Wars prequels when they're in space and they're spaceships and things. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. I can get away with that because that's how you do it, and that's just the way it's done nowadays. But it's just CGI sets and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, it grinds my bones. Do you think then it's it's 
bad CGI then that affects the quality well, of the film? I, I think it is terrible CGI in Star Wars. It does, you know, I think CGI rooms never come off well, looking well. I don't think... I think this is what they I'm don't saying. age well, do they? Yeah, when you're in space and you're clearly not mixing a real person with something that's CGI because they're in space, you know, that's where the I think that's where the problem lies. When you've got something that's real and it's being mixed together with a, with with CGI, that's where you get the issues. I think. Mm. If I clarify my comments, saying it did ruin films. Sure. It ruined films from a period from about the late 90s through to the mid-2000s. And I think I would probably draw the line at about Iron Man. Because when mm. Iron Man came out, mm. that was full of CG. But well, it was the, practical. Yeah, but the, the CG seemed to reach a point where it was starting to become indistinguishable from good you know, uh, model effects. Yeah. You know, because there's some bits at the end where they're fighting. You know, it is quite hard to tell what's a practical you know, suit and what's like an actual CGI effect. So they, when, Again, they have, when they have that much money thrown at it, I think you can. That's it's, it's kind of not starting to be like less noticeable. Would you not just say though that because of that time as well, it's more to do with the upscale of computers and what computers yeah. can do nowadays? Do you yeah. do you not think that? Oh, yeah, I think I think that? it's just like a just like a matter of you know the, the, the grunt that modern PCs have got that they can can generate that kind of image. Because I like still say, don't think it'll ever be photorealistic. You'll you'll always know. There'll be a shame yeah. to it. I think you'll always be able to tell. Yeah, it it, it just depends. Cause like you look at some parts of um, what, uh, like go back to the Avengers again, you know, some parts of the sequence with the helicarrier, you know, that could have been a big model effect in some, some shots. True. You know, it's it's just it's just, but then you can see you look back at like the. Go back to Star Wars again, but screw it, let's go for it. It's, it's just, it's the biggest culprit. You go back to the first Star Wars film, the aliens look wrong. Like, the CG effects don't look great at all now these days. They just look the, really, really stand out. They're really noticeable. Yeah. The then, other biggest culprit is the, the two Matrix sequels, which I remember when they were coming out and the, the hype was all going to be that they were saying they were doing stuff with CGI and computers that was just beyond everything that had been done before, you know, and yeah. all this kind of... And they just look like rubbery people, you know, like in the Smith fight and stuff like that. It's still an impressive thing to watch. Yeah. Just about. But the rubberiness of the characters and their movements and their faces, it's dated bad. Yeah, because a lot, a lot of the stuff in the, the first Matrix, it was kind of like... Like all the bullet time effects were done with actual cameras, weren't they? They yeah. flung the yeah, camera they around. Were the real, they were real. It was like a million cameras or whatever. Set up and then, then they kind of used the CG to massage it to make it look. Yeah. I think the, like, the backgrounds were CG to get those movement right, weren't they? But the people in the middle, they were the actual, like, taking from the cameras. Whereas... Yeah, they were real. And if you also then go stick with the same film, the highway sequence is done incredibly well up until the point when the things crash and Neo flies and saves them. But the whole driving and the way they do that, and you know that a vast, a, a, quite a bit of that CGI, still the rubbery, the rubbery agents don't look right. But the way the camera swoops under cars and sideways through cars, and you know, you know a lot of those cars probably weren't there at the time. And that's how they got the shot. They're CGI'd in, but it, that looks still very impressive. Yeah, I think the problem was with CGI. It, it became a shortcut to do things that look better practically. The that, thing that, reboot. The yeah, I've still not what seen a, that. What a mess! Is that does that? 
Oh, probably, Phil, that, it'll break your heart. There's there's probably a good kind of thing you like in that show because obviously the original thing is all about the practical effects, all about the the models and stuff. And I'm guessing Phil, the new one isn't. It'll, it'll break your heart. Then I will oh, never watch it, and I will forget that it was ever made and that it was ever a thing. It's such a curious. It's it's a, it's a it's such a curious thing because you just oh it's just it's just wrong it's just it's just a wrong, <laughs> it's just wrong. It, it, everything about it feels wrong and feels off and particularly when the thing is about and you're just like oh, oh. <laughs> you know if you you could have probably overlooked a lot of the other issues with it if they had a went practical yeah the fact that it's cgi i think is what completely ruins it if it had been practical, yes, it still wouldn't have been as good as the original. It would have been had its flaws, but people would have got over it for the fact that they went and they had the balls to do a completely practical movie, but they don't. It's just it. It nowadays it just seems to be a quick fix, a quick way to do stuff. Yeah. Going going back to Star Wars and the Matrix, then if you felt if you had had the option to take away all the CGI so that the film would just focus on the story, do you think that it would make it a better film? No, no, no. The, the, the flaws for the Star Wars prequels go much deeper than that. But if you take not the prequels, but say the original uh, Star Wars movies and the special editions, you know, the CGI adds nothing. It looks bad in some place. You know, it looks poor in places it does nothing for the film it drags the film down do you know and you know yes it's not to be luddite about the whole thing yes okay it's technology it's progress but you didn't need those things to make the first three star wars and people may call nostalgia card and stuff like that but no i don't think so yeah but if you like they itv's been showing the star wars films like last few weeks and uh they just had Empire Strikes Back on last week, and you watch Empire Strikes Back, you know, compare that to well, um, Phantom Menace, and you are, you know, you question which one looks older. Well, all I can say is, in twenty years' time, the the, the original three will look worse. Yeah, the, the Empire Strikes Back looks as good, not, not better. Three, the the first three, yeah. episodes one to three, will look worse than mm. episodes four to five, uh, six in, in in twenty years' time, and that's kids. I'm sure nowadays like your boy who actually likes those films because he doesn't know any better you know he will be able to still say probably that one to three look worse yeah six because the only things that stand out in the empire strikes back is where they kind of crowbarred in some new cg effects you know like in the cloud they've put the backgrounds and everything to and stuff like that they really stand out they don't look right whereas the rest of the film just the look of it so cohesive and so real because most of it was a practical effect the biggest culprits are uh, when they're in Moss Eisley and they've just got all this random stuff going on, and then the singing band in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, mm. you know, just completely nonsensical additions that re- it just they're there just because they can. Additions are there because he could and he just did, um, and that's why a lot of the stuff I think is is in in is is in one to three because he could and he just thought, oh well, and he just did it. Um, but no, uh, you know, it, there's, there's, I mean, good examples. Um, still, Jurassic Park, I think, still looks amazing. Yeah, uh, the CG and that's held up, like the held the up because it's yeah. sparing. There's quite a lot of practical use. 
uh, you know, practical effects. Um, it, it just seems to still fit well. Whereas The Lost World, not so much. Um, because they went a bit too far, I think, with it. Pushed a bit too much. Yeah, the, the, you can kind of look at a lot of the films kind of around about 95 to 98. Like, I'm thinking of like the Lost in Space Wonder films. Man. Yeah. And that kind of era that were like. When the it was Lord, just beginning time thing. Yeah, the Lawn Mower Man's different. That's like a whole different. That's a start. That's a virtual reality thing. But with like Lost in Space, when it's becoming like they were starting to replace backgrounds and model effects yeah. with the Lost CG. I think it's actually still that's actually a practical ship they're using that. Yeah. But I think a lot of the 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 other stuff is CGI, particularly CGI Gary Oldman. Which is, looks that looks that tough. no offense to Gary Oldman, but it just that has not aged well either. No. No. And then let's let's actually get get a lot newer. The the Batman the three the three uh, Batman Begins trilogy. Yeah, they've never had any kind of. Like, Nothing to quite overtly in your face CGI and very much pretty much quite practical. Yeah. Um Yeah, uh, like all the Christopher Nolan films really, like Inception, that's obviously that's got a ton of special effects in it, but they're all done well enough that you don't think, oh, that looks like CG. Yeah. It prob I mean it it, it, it it probably has a lot to, to who does the the effects and obviously as you say that you know the, the the difference in in the computers and what they could do i am expecting the hobbit to look vastly different to the lord of the rings mm. uh, trilogy you know at that time weta when i think they did a lot of the cgi they were still a fairly new um sort of kid on the block you know when it came to that and a lot of that stuff doesn't look there's a lot of um green screen work which doesn't really come off very well there's a lot of green screen what the halos do you know what i mean Where yeah a, like a green aura around you, you, you can see that they've been matted onto something else yeah especially like the final uh the battle of the pinnacle fields yeah and uh, the one, one of the bits that really stick in my mind is when they're um when uh, uh pippin and mary are, are walking along with Treebeard. And it's just this very odd effect yeah. where they're bouncing up and down with like a green halo and it doesn't seem to gel well with the background. Um, I'm expecting that so, it look vastly different. This do you think that... have matured, obviously, probably in the last 10 to 12 years. What do you think then about the whole actors working with CGI? I mean, because obviously there are some films out there which has some clearly bad actors working with CGI, and it's not the CGI's fault, but it's the whole interaction. Because the actor's not that great and he doesn't know what he's looking at, kind of causes a bad scene, and it's not CGI's fault. It's just he can't act in that situation because he can't particularly visualise it or because of bad direction. Would you agree? Yeah. Um, yeah, look at Star Wars. <laughs> I'm thinking of episode one yeah. again. That just seems to pop into my head. Yeah. However, saying that, it's, it's twofold. It works twofold because you do, you do have Natalie Portman, right? Obviously, she's won an Oscar for Black Swan, so she's clearly a good actress. However, there's always that scene in episode two, you know, where she bites the apple. Mm, yeah. Just, yeah, where she sort of pokes it from the air. Yeah. <laughs> That's just really, really think- bad. I think just a lot of the problems are, you know, as you say, she's clearly a good a- actress. With a I'd, good director. Yeah, with a good director. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? George Lucas is far from a good director. Not anymore. 
No, not anymore. And not anymore. although he's planning to do, just on a side note, it says he's planning to do a lot of smaller films now that, he, you know, he says he doesn't think will, you know, he thinks will be hard to pick up distribution and stuff like that. So, you know, he may come out swinging and sort of surprise everyone. Well, yeah, you know, if he goes back to like THX 1138 and American Graffiti and just like yeah. those kind of films, that'd be, that would be interesting. Rather than trying to you know, recapture... I think essentially we can all see Star Wars as like a lucky moment for him. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So are we in agreement then, moving back to CGI, that CGI nowadays is used mostly as like a crowd pleaser, kind of like how they've started to release more films in 3D and also more films as um, 12A kind of things to get the most, most well, it's interest. It's all about the most money. Yeah, you know, people like to see big big bangs and things, you know, big things that they've never seen before. And I think that's where CGI comes in. And I mean, obviously, don't get me wrong, a lot of the, you know, a lot of the best films of the last five, six years or whatever, and, you know, when even the last 10 years, maybe they couldn't have been done without probably CGI to some extent. Um, I mean, I say, I say best films. I, I'm talking about obviously big blockbuster movies and things like that. But, you know, a lot of those, um, couldn't have been done without CGI. Again, coming back to the Avengers, Iron Man 2, Thor, um, all those sorts of things. A lot of the big comic book movies couldn't have been done um, without CGI. James Bond, probably to some extent, although I was very impressed by... Well, I don't think James Bond, Skyfall, certainly, I don't think had little to no CGI. I think the gun battle think was the helicopter. Well, maybe no, things like that, but like just very small things. Actually, one of the talking about helicopters, <clears throat> Expendables Two has the worst CGI helicopter <laughs> ever seen in life. Oh, oh, you just remind me what my what like my main bugbear with CGI at the moment is, is when it's squeezed into films that don't need it. No, no CGI blood splatter. CGI blood splatter. Yeah, Expendables mm-hmm. Two. What? What? Why? Uh, what is the point? If they can strap 160 squibs onto James Carnes' face and blow him up in The Godfather, they can still yeah. do that these days. Thank you I very mean, much. How much is a squib, God? You know, like, putting one or two squibs on a guy is going to be... It's bound to be infinitely cheaper than paying someone to frame by frame add digital blood. It's like, it's like what we were talking about last week, though, because a lot of horror films seem to be doing that. A lot of films, actually, in general. But it's that kind of added gore kind of thing. It seems to be like in fashion nowadays. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, it seems... I'm just not a fan of CGI Blood Splatter at all. It's like, stick of, you know, do it properly, do it practical. It always, always looks better. Hot Fuzz at the end had a problem with that as well. Mm. This, you know, and CG bullets you know, bullet sprays and stuff. It's like, no, just do it proper. Do it real. Yeah. Get proper blood shots. Come on. That That's, that's where, see, that's where CG's ruining films right there. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it does. I, I it, like, I don't even want to say it seems like a lazy way to do things because to me, it seems like an awful hard way, <coughs> excuse me, to do something like, like blood. Well, why? There's generally, if I like little, Particle effect. So you just kind of track, you kind of track the the effect onto the person, and then it just kind of generates the blood spatter by itself, and you can kind of massage it as you want it. So it's not like someone's rotoscoping it by hand every frame. But well, it's, it's still it's, easier to strap something onto someone's chest and yeah, just push a button of squibs, on it. Boom, boom, done. Exactly, Jared. Exactly. So, 
What do you think, personally, about the current state of CGI in the year 2012? Do you think it's come along a great deal and now it's actually starting to be used well? Or do you think there are still some dodgy cases where... I think there's always going to be dodgy cases. But it's just like it's just another you know tool in the toolkit, really. And as long as it's not relied upon to kind of get across the whole idea of the film, Star Wars, then yeah. it's fine. You know, it has its. Of course, it has its place. You're not going to get away from CGI anymore. You know, no. <clears throat> it's there. It's here to stay. Deal. Deal with it. What do you envision? Sorry, let me start that again. Please do. Where do you see CGI going in the future? Uh, hopefully, um, like... More refined? Yeah. Hopefully, just people become more sensible in its usage. And obviously, it will still... It will still ha- it still has to be used, you know, for, for... As we say, these big movie bl- blockbusters. But it doesn't need to be shoehorned in everywhere. It doesn't... I, I can see how, as Phil says, maybe if it's something like an easy particle effect or something like that, people do it to maybe save time and things like that. But it, it's it's not. There has to be an uh, uh, there has to be people who decide. Look, practical effects will work better. You know, when something's supposed to be real, I think it should be real. That's that's the main thing. Kind of like what's happened with the later series of Red Dwarf, because obviously they've decided to go back to being a model Red Dwarf rather than yeah, that looks that still looks really good. That looks really good. It does, doesn't it? It looks so much better having proper physical sets. But should I tell um, you the one thing that we've not covered in our talk about CGI film? What sure. performance capture? Mm, That's true. Because Avatar, yeah, Avatar will age very badly. Well, yeah, Rise of the Planet of the Apes was awesome and. There were times where you still have to stop and think that's not a real. That's not a real. Uh, not a real. Not... <laughs> <laughs> what about things like uh, Tintin? Because I think Tintin. You mean was... as a CGI movie? Well, that's okay because, to, you know, t- Tintin's never gonna look real. Yeah, it's it's consistent within yeah. its world. Like the Polar Express. Yeah. The Polar Express has not aged well because those those kids are all dead-eyed zombies. <laughs> yeah, it's film. very they're, weird. They're fucking scary beasts in that film. But I just wonder, you know, as we talk about effects getting more and more refined, you know, are we going to get to the digital actor point where people you, just you'll never with... get that far? They, you know, I don't think you'll ever get one hundred percent. It'll never be. You'll always know. You'll always know. You will always know in our lifetime, anyway. <laughs> so, if you had a choice, if you were making a film and had a choice whether to have CGI or models, or no CGI, just rely on storytelling, what would you do? Well, it, I mean, if, if I'm making an action film, it's all practical. Yeah. I want real explosions. I want real squibs. Um, if it's no. sci- sci-fi fantasy, you know, you're going to want CGI because you're going to want to make the most impressive-looking thing you can. And, it, you know, certainly there will there would be a place for models in that, but you would have to have more to it um to make it as good you know because you're you're in competition with with everyone else at the moment you know so yeah i think that's particularly in big blockbusters where where it all kind of starts to go wrong maybe with some types of things you know um and then just you know so to me it really depends on 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 the film 
Um, I don't think it, I would use it for no reason. I didn't need to, you know. I agree. Yeah, as long as it's going to use properly. Fucking expendable, expendables two helicopter man. Holy Fucking shit! Blood shots. Just, just do it proper. Uh, it's just hideous properly. looking. Do it properly, Christ's sake. <laughs> oh. So, summary then: CGI, useful tool if used properly. Yeah. 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 As it, i.e., don't be George Lucas. Or Steven Spielberg. Or Steven Spielberg. Or Michael Bay. Or Michael Bay. Or Brett Ratner. Brett Ratner. Oh fuck. Brett Ratner. Oh my god. <laughs> Talking <laughs> about Brett Ratner, did you hear the latest news? His Hercules movie. With Rock. Rock. Oh. Damn it! Why? Why Rock? <sighs> why Rock? Why? You know what? It's if better was than like, that. If I heard that news separately, it was like the Rock is going to be Hercules. Awesome. Brett oh, hey, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. King Conan. Oh, with the Rock in it. No, no, no. Arnold oh. Schwarzenegger. That's true. Oh, that yeah. is true. Yeah. King Conan. What about that? to that so much i miss you know after seeing expendables 2 i miss schwarzenegger i really do you know what i was today looking at his autobiography and i was kind of thinking do you know i know he's a republican he was a republican politician and he's probably completely out of whack with normal life but man that was probably be a good book to read a good book yeah well he's called it total recall as well it's like (laughs) he's a republican but he's 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 still a cool guy though Oh yeah, did, well, did you see that letter he wrote? The um, like the the Senate vetoed one of his plans for some kind of climate thing, and he wrote them a letter saying like how disappointed he was about what they did, and like each letter down the side of the letter said "fuck you." Yeah. <laughs> like, you've got to respect that, you know. Yes, he may have had st- he may have stepped around know, behind his wife. Read. Yeah. Had a quick flick, and it's very much early Schwarzenegger because it seems Terminator seems to come in about three quarters of the way through but i think basically the last quarter of the book is going to be i ruled the world in the 80s <laughs> and that's it well buy it and lend it, lend it to me then yeah you, you buy it joe then we'll all borrow it cool yeah don't like, get on kindle, kindle or some ipad shit though that's what you say Cool. Right, so that's that brings around that debate. How was that debate for you, gentlemen? Felt good. Good debate. I feel like I feel like Apollo Creed Bastard. in uh, Rocky Two, halfway through the fight. It's going well. In that case, are you ready for the quiz? Uh, no. Yes. Totally yes. off today. Keep this is going to be awesome. saying the wrong thing. He has. He, he, he said you little little Nemo, go. Star Trek. When he said Star Wars, he's all over the place. This in quiz is mine. Four to five. It was bloody three yeah. of them. I don't want to put pressure on you, Jared, but you are reigning champion or something like that, aren't you, in all these quizzes? <laughs> I think I lost the last one, did I not? I think it's... even the quiz that you hosted, you won. I don't know how that worked. <laughs> but there we go. Because he's a bastard, that's why. <laughs> okay. So, this quiz, as with most of our other quizzes, are taken straight from 80s TV quizzes. Yes! And different. This one is based on a round from Going for Gold. Holy oh man, tell me I can play the theme tune.
this in indeed. There's gotta be there's gotta be like a five second time limit or, or less even <laughs> to prevent, I've, I've prevent thought, Google. I've, I've thought it through. I've thought it through. Oh, oh yeah, man. that's true. Yeah, don't use Google. But I'm <laughs> like a time limit on this. All right. So scouts on not using Google. It is the Who Am I game. Ooh. So basically, I I there's six celebrities, three each. Five clues. I'll read you one clue, and you have an opportunity to guess who it is. And obviously, the more clues that you get, the, more, the less points you get. So if you guess it right ah, on, after the first, yeah. if you guess it right after the first clue, you get five points. Second yeah. clue, four points, three, and it, so on. In the so classic on. going for gold style, yes, I remember exactly. Yeah. However, if you take a guess and you get it wrong, control of the board swings over to the other player, <gasps> so they get oh, a chance to still don't guess if you don't know. However, but don't say that. However, thing is, that's the thing. It's all about the risk. Risk for the points or not. Yeah. So and risk if reward, you don't want to guess, reward. you just get another clue? Yeah, and if yeah. you don't guess, you just get another clue. But obviously, the points are going down. Yeah, that's cool. So, And obviously, if once the control swings back to the other person, if they take a guess and it's wrong, obviously, it swings back swings to the back person. Swings back to the person as well, yeah. Let's, let's, let's do this. Let's this do this. Wait, wait. I'm going to be Phil from uh, Belgium because I like waffles. Okay, you're Phil from Belgium. Who are you, Jared from? I am uh, Antonio from Italy because I like Antonio that. from Italy. Nice, nice. Uh, and I'm not Henry Kelly because there was something weird about him. I should be Henry Kelly. Actually, you know what? He could be another name. He was Irish. What on Philip Schofield's list? What? His hit list. Is that? Is, is it, has he got a hit list now? Do you yes. know that? On, on this no, morning today, no. um, David Cameron was on. <laughs> David Cameron was on this morning. This morning, yeah. and um, Philip Schofield <laughs> just said he just produced a list of paedophiles and said, he, "What are you going to do about these people?" And gave he researched. He researched the internet and yeah. came up with a list of conservative politicians who are maybe the alleged paedophiles. Yeah. I, I love how the fact that David Cameron has only come in saying it's a witch hunt now after the Conservative Party are being brought into light. However, last week when it was all about the BBC coming into light. Oh, that's fine. I'm on holiday. Oh, man. Politics. So, Politics. Topical anyway, news. Man, this is a bit of a quiz. Back to the quiz. Back, back to the, the quiz. quiz. Going oh, for I gold. Hey, who's moving to Colorado or Washington with me? <laughs> oh, what was that with the marijuana? It's legalized. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ almighty. Anyway, back to the quiz. <laughs> I, I'm moving to the state that's got the lesbian senator. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> The motherfucking quiz. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry, Martin. Sorry, Martin. Sorry, Henry. Okay. Martin so, Kelly. I have to ask. I well, I must demand for correct answers. Okay. Yeah. As, okay. Because that's how quizzes work, Ted. That's how. It's... <laughs> I'm going to warn you. I must demand correct answers. I demand I must have correct answers. First, first correct answer has to be correct. Okay. First correct answer has to be correct. Yes. Quiz makes no See, sense. Your shitness is rubbing off on me now, Jared. What right. if my first incorrect answer is correct? <laughs> then... I'm accepting your first answer only. A white hole. What is it? For each guess, obviously. <laughs> now. Who's going first? Take note, Take note, though. These yeah. could be character names or they could be actor names. So okay. What is it? However, oh. saying that, I will not accept a character name if it's an actor that I'm on about. And I will not accept an actor name if I'm talking about the character. Oh, for sake. Man, this okay. is complex. More this is hardcore. Okay. This is hard Who wants to go first. I'll go first. Pick a number between one and six. Six. Oh. Sexy six. Sexy six. Sexy six. You always go sexy six. 
Are you ready? Born ready. Is that the first question? <laughs> yes! Is that, is that correct? Five points for Phil. Yeah. Who, who am I? Martin. I win. <laughs> Damn it. I knew that was going to happen and Martin. I meant to say Go something. Go on, Jared, pipe down. Go on, Jared, this Damn is important. You. This is the quiz. Come on, take it serious. Come on. Right. I'm ready. I was born on 22nd November 1958 in Santa Monica, California to my parents, Janet and Tony. Five. Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Correct answer. Control oh. of the board swings to Jared. Damn it. For the second clue. Uh, uh, yeah, hear the first one and then the second one again. No. <laughs> Although I am American, I gained the title Right Honourable the Lady Hayden Guest after my husband Christopher's father died, making him fifth Baron Hayden Guest and a British peer. Jimmy Lee Curtis. Good God, he got it right. Damn Correct. it! Four points to Jared. <laughs> Shit. How the hell did you get that? Because I know she's a lady. She's a lady. <laughs> or yeah, is she? she? Is. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's the question. Anyway. she is. Oh, man. I lost that board. That's my board. I lost it. That was your board and you lost it. And that oh, just shows you how it works. The other clues were... This game can turn in the heartbeat. The other clues were also a little bit of tidbits for you. In, 18, in 1987, I... Fa- I... What? <laughs> I can't even read my own... <laughs> filed an L. I filed a patent for a modification of a diaper but refused to allow companies to use it until they made biodegradable biodegradable diapers or until the pa- patent ran out which it Martin, did on the 20th of February not, 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 not to nitpick this quiz but I would have assumed the clues got easier because <laughs> that had been the next one I wouldn't have had a notion let me tell you this. That is not common knowledge that people know that Lady Hayden Guest is Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay. What is common enough that Jared knows it? Come on. <laughs> Jared's, you know what Jared's like. He's, he knows these Yeah, dishes. but he's from Lyland. Fine. Okay. So, Jared, this is your turn again. Okay. One and five. Two. Two. Okay. Tricky two. I am a detective of the New York City Police Department, but had previously been a lieutenant for the LAPD. Mm, next. Next thing. I have Irish American ancestry. Wow. Right, if I don't hear next me guess. Two. Right. I used to be married to a woman named Holly, but we separated. Next clue. Oh. I have two children called Lucy and John. Next clue. I was known in Japan to be a reluctant hero with no shoes. Then the next time, I had shoes. Next clue. Oh. So that means, right, Phil, control of the board goes to you because he said pass. It's John McLean. For one point, John McLean. <laughs> I got that. You did that on purpose. You did that on purpose, Jared. Here's the thing, though. in the lead, three points. He did that on purpose. Oh, there we go. I don't it was still oh. funny. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I'm here. I'm ready. I'm going to kick. Oh, I'm angry now. I'm angry. Pick a number between one and six, but not two and six. <laughs> <laughs> Freaky four. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. That's the question. 
I was born in New York City on 25th September 1952 to my parents, Barbara and Franklin. Hmm. Right, I, if I don't get... I'm going to move on to yeah, the second Yeah, that's fine, that's fine. I studied at Cornell, but left before my senior year to go to Juilliard. Nope. Next. Uh, okay, here we are. To help build muscle for a film role, I was put on a training scheme supervised by Darth Vader. Oh, man. Oh, I know next. Some of my closest friends include Catherine Hepburn, Jane Seymour, and Robin Williams. Oh, man. I don't know this. This is bad. Next. Last clue. I made you believe that a man could fly. Christopher Reeves. <laughs> Incorrect. Control <gasps> of the board goes to you. Um, I'm going to say uh, that it was... I'm just going to guess Richard Donner. Incorrect. The answer was Christopher Reeve, not Reeves. Oh, Martin! Pernickety! So that means no one gets anything for that one. Oh, that was... Still a fee for you, man. Reeves, that's the whole thing. It's George Reeves. Reeve. You should know this. I would have said Christopher Reeve, but, you know. You, you utter... Whenever Phil... Whenever it wasn't that, I was like, well, who the hell is it? (laughs) You, you utter bastard. Right, I will pick... Which one can I have? Uh, I'll have one. One? You want one? Yeah. I want one. I was born in Riverside, Iowa, United States. Why does that sound familiar? Next. Born to my parents... George and Winona. Next. I have a brother named George Samuel, but everyone calls him Sam. Next. At my academy, I was the only person to beat a test, but I cheated. <laughs> Is it uh, James T. Kirk? Correct. For two points. Oh, man. That's why he's, got, he's on six and I'm on one. He's on six and you're on one. I need to get the next one first. Go, don't I, to, to get back in it. Pretty much. There are two clues left. Three and five. Uh, flirty five. Three and five. I said, I said flirty five. <laughs> flirty yeah. five. Oh, oh, I thought you said 35. No. I was going to say, you like that's not a number. You're just putting both the numbers together. Bill, you do. I said flirty five. It makes clear, obviously, what like I'm saying. 35. <laughs> but I said flirty. Yeah, 35. Number five. Number five. You guys five, can both piss five. right off, I tell you. Okay. I'm angry. Right. Are you ready? I'm ready. Good. I was born on 2nd of May, 1972, in Hayward, California, to my parents, Ata and Rocky. That didn't help me at all, Martin. <laughs> Having on then. I studied at the University of Miami and graduated in 1995 with a degree in criminology and physiolo- physiology. Huh? Next. Oh. I started out on a career path to be an NFL player, but was cut two months into the season. 
Dwayne The Rock Johnson. This time you get it, Mike. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> so what's the points here? Bill has four points. Jared has six. Well, I'm Dwarf. You have one. Do you want to play the last one? Simple. Yeah, I do want to play just to see if I can do it. But <laughs> see if you can do you know Phil ain't going to get more than one point. That's true. <laughs> Absolute bastard. <laughs> okay. I have a feeling he's going to get this one anyway. It's just not fair. I was born in the US in 1937 and served in the US Army as Lieutenant of the 173rd Airborne Brigade during the Vietnam War. Next. <laughs> 1967, I joined the LAPD. Next. I am married to Trish, and we have three children named Nick, Carrie, and Rianne. Next. I became a captain temporarily in 1998, but was demoted the same year. Next. My partner is a Jew-hating crazy asshole. (laughs) Was that the last quiz? The last clue? All right, don't know. Bill? It's Myrtle. Roger Myrtle. Correct. For one point. <laughs> Did you actually know that? Uh, no, actually, it, couldn't, couldn't, it didn't come to me. <laughs> you bastard. But there was no way I was making a guess. Wow. So there we go. So there we have it. I think I'm scores. crazy. So who won? Who won? Final scores. Phil, five. Gerard, six. Thank you, Jamie D. Curtis. Indeed. <laughs> curse you I, I will have my revenge in this life or the next that was surprising i tell you what it's Christopher Reeves Doesn't oh he... man that ruined that was, that was so hard you, you ruined me Jared it was you not playing the game properly using tactics <laughs> hey, hey hey I stuck to the rules like, within the boundaries <laughs> I think it's interesting how it all started though because as we all started off, Phil gave me a guess first time off, and then he realised, shit, I'm going to be punished for this, and certainly he was. <laughs> yeah. Yes, Michael, I was. Thank you for the feedback. Uh, it's okay. But that was a good quiz, yeah? Get yeah. to the bloody like wrap-up of the podcast. It's lethal watching! So, what have we learned today? Jeff nothing. Yet another quiz. Retained <sighs> championship of nothing that we've created before. We've learned that Jared is a bastard. We've learned that CGI can be used sparingly and should be used sparingly or properly. And we've learned that Skyfall is one of the best Bond films ever. Sweet. And Disney buying Star Wars is a good thing. And it's Christopher Reeve. And it's Christopher Reeve. So there we go. Sake. Sake. On this happy note. This is a bad day. I have been Martin Kilbane. Who have you two been? Phil's fucking computer. <laughs> I've been pissed off. That's what I've been. <laughs> he's been screwed out of the title. That's what he's been. been. Screwed. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to Lethal Watching, and we hope to entertain you very soon. How's about that? Smooth. Oh, yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> Bye. Lethal Watching was brought to you by Phil Doyle and Gerard Boyle. I'm Martin Gobian. In association with abadeducation.com.
Sorry, I'm getting a dry throat. Um, it's, it's the Star Wars rage. It's making you dry. It is the Star Wars rage. <laughs> hold on a second. You going now? Oh, hold on. Sorry, my mom's time. She's going here. Hold on. Two ticks. No problem. Hello, Mrs. Boyle. Yeah. Mrs. Boyle. Clearly, she didn't want to say goodbye to us. She didn't want to say goodbye to us. We don't matter to you at all, do we? I know. I feel quietly hurt, quietly hurt though, about that. <laughs> quietly hurt? Quietly hurt about that. <laughs> it's like sobbing to yourself. I'm, I'm going to stoically stand here and be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Mrs. Boyle. Bye, Mrs. Mayor, Boyle. But come on. Doesn't want to say goodbye to us. <laughs> she, she clearly favours her son over us. I mean, it's I don't not, know what to say to that. It's not right, is it? It's just not right. What have we ever done apart from not talking to her ever? I know, I know, and and we we don't even know what she looks like and everything, you know, and nothing. <laughs> I I imagine uh, Jared in a dress. <laughs> <laughs> like no, I do dress. too. <laughs> oh wow. That's amazing. Like like rollers in the hair as well, like kind of like Nora Batty. <laughs> yes. Perfect. But obviously because it's Jared, she's bald, so they're just kind of stuck to her head. <laughs> oh, that is tremendous. Sorry, sorry, Mrs. Oh, Boyle. We need, to, we need to get on Photoshop this, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to put this at the end of the podcast, but I'm not so sure. Oh. I don't want Mrs. I don't, like, this will be like the one podcast. Jared's like, oh, mum, listen to this. This is the podcast I do. Listen to the whole thing. Here's the funny thing, because I think Jared doesn't listen back anyway, so I think we can get away with this. (laughs) Everybody. (laughs) Oh, blimey. Oh, hello. 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 You're right. Don't worry, we've not missed anything at all. Nothing at all. Right. Nothing at all. So, uh, we're nearly done with this whole debate. How 